Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to bless you. We've come to worship you. We've come to praise you. We've come to pour on you our praise like oil because you daily load us with benefits, because you bless us beyond all measure, because you gave your only begotten son. And if it had not been for the Lord on our side, we don't know where we would be, God. God, we're undone in your presence. We are undone in your presence. But we bless you and we worship you. We thank you for your spirit. And as we open up your word this day, speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. We ask it in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Is that, have you ever seen uh, the movies and they have all of these gadgets? These good gadgets that you wish, man, I need one of those. I, I mean, all kinds of different things that do all kind of spectacular things. And I find myself thinking, boy, I could use one of those. They have um, the cars that you could just speak and then they'll drive up and pick you up right when you need to get away. They have alarm systems that you don't even have to remember codes. You can just speak to it and it was secure or unsecure. It's voice activated. They have all kinds of voice activated uh, uh, gadgets. You can just speak to them and things happen. Now I'm happy to report that I have my own little piece of technology. And this phone, it's a Blackberry. It does a lot of wonderful things. I can surf the web. I can tell you what the weather is right now. I can look at your houses. I, I can stalk you online if I wanted to. It gives me directions. It can get me wherever I need to go. And of course, this phone will call people. Now what I like about it, it has voice activated technology so that I can even call people by just speaking to it. So I'm gonna try that right now. Call God. Okay, it's, it's in one of those things. It said, did you say call? It's calling God at work. Did your phone do that? I set it up so it would ring to the church. <laughs> I love the fact that I have this voice-activated phone. There's another program on here. I could just say, weather in Riverside, and it'll give me weather in Riverside. Uh, they have programs where you can speak to it, and it'll um, do a text message. You could do emails. It'll read them back to you. So you don't have to um, fool with it with your hands. It's voice activated. I mean, from my phone, I could go to ImaniPraiseSDA.com. I could check out what's going on at this church. Voice activated. That is beautiful. Don't you wish that life was voice activated? Now, wouldn't that be nice if you could just walk to your stove and say, cook dinner? 
be that would be a blessing if if life was voice activated. If if you could go to your uh, 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 washing machine and say, "Do the laundry," and this clean clothes would come out. If life were voice activated, that would be the bomb. Automobiles that would just pick you up. You say, come get me and drive me down the street. And they come and pick you up. And take, you don't even have to worry about traffic. You can just relax because your car is automatic for real. I mean, what if life was voice activated? And not just machines listen to you, but people. Like you tell your kids to pick up something and they actually do it. Or you talk to, uh, or, or kids talk to your parents and they actually listen. What if life was voice activated? Well, what if I told you that there's a story in the Bible where we see this voice activity? There's a story in the Bible. Did you all know that there was voice activation tech? Technology in the Bible? <laughs> Somebody said, uh-uh. <laughs> the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. Amen? And so there is voice activation technology in the Bible. Now, the sad part is that the people in the story didn't know it existed either. They didn't know until it was too Late. Imagine the havoc you would wreak if life was voice activated and you didn't know it. Imagine the message you would find yourself in if life was voice activated and you were running off at the mouth. That's a scary thought. I'm so glad that can't happen. Or could it? Because through my studies of the word and experience, I have come to believe that life is voice activated. Turn in your Bibles with me to Numbers chapter 14. And I'm going to read in your hearing verses 1 through 10. Numbers, you guys are going to get a lot of word today. And the church said? Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 14 verses 1 through 10. And so it reads, and for those of you who may have forgotten your Bibles, there should be one under your seat or under the seat in front of you or somewhere near you. The person next to you is going to be more than happy to share with you. Amen. I'm reading from verse 1, from the New King James Version of the Bible. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness. Why has God brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not better would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly 
of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. So here we have the people of God. They have just left Egypt en route to go to the land flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. Now, God told them, go send some spies out so you can see how good I am, that everything I have promised, I am able to perform. And so the spies went out, and they came back with this report. The land is wonderful. It flows with milk and honey. The fruit is as big as your head. It took two of us just to carry a bunch of grapes. But they didn't stop there. But they began to say, but the people in the land are so big. They're giants, and, and the land will devour us and them. Man, they will squash us like bugs. When we looked at them, we felt like grasshoppers. And so they began to a pout about this and pout about this. They got so upset. The Bible says they said, oh, we should have died in Egypt. If only we could die in this wilderness. Then they go on to say that their children would be orphans and their wives would be widowed. And so they cried and they fussed and they whined. And we can understand it. Haven't you been disappointed? Haven't you been frustrated? Haven't you been upset? Hasn't somebody got on your nerves? And you run off at the mouth. We not only understand them, we can identify with them. Can't be mad at them. And I mean, we all run off at the mouth, and that's cool. Only if life isn't voice activated. Because by the time they finished their rant, God was through. God was undone with them. He said, Moses, step back. I'm about to wipe out all of these people. Verse 11 and 12, then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? He said, I'll strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them. I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. God said they want to go back to Egypt. They want to die? Cool. Look, we can wipe them out. And you know what, Moses? I can just make a great nation out of you and forget all the rest of them. This is the great God Almighty. He has spoken. 
But what did Moses do? Moses began to pray and talk to God. He began to say, wait a minute, God, please don't let it go down like this. He began, because see, especially those of you who read your Sabbath school lesson, we read about this this week, when uh, Moses said, I want to see your glory. And he asked God to come before him. And God came and said that he was long-suffering and gracious and slow to anger because Moses knew the people were crazy. He said, look, I don't want to go if you ain't going to go. If you're going to bail out early, then we ain't going nowhere. And God said, you know what? I am, I am slow to anger. I'm merciful. I'm gracious. And so here Moses is reminding God of what he said. He says, God, uh, look in verse 18. We'll start at verse 17. And now I pray, let the power of my, the Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying the Lord is long-suffering and abundant. And he's saying, you said you have all this power, that you are so great in mercy, that you are so great in abundance. Moses put God's words in his mouth. He began to speak God's words back to him, even though God had already decided on their fate. He said, pardon these people and forgive these people. And what did God respond? Verse 20. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned. Did he say, according to my loving kindness? Did he say, according to my great power? According to my wonderful character? What did he say? According to whose word? According to Moses' word. It looks like this whole thing was voice activated. Did you all hear what I said? I mean, that's what it appears. It looks like it is voice activated. Because God himself said, I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to let them live. I am going to pardon them because of your word. Now, I stop by to tell you that that is good news for those of us who train ourselves in God's word. That's good news for those of us who make sure we learn all of our memory verses. That's good news. For all of us who have hidden God's word in our hearts so that we might not sin against God. That is good news for those of us who come to prayer meeting and speak over our problems and our families. That's good news for those of us who can say in agreement with Paul found in 1 Corinthians 2.16 that we have the mind of Christ. That's good news. But if that ain't your testimony... Well, if that's not your testimony, it seemed to me that I would do whatever I needed to do to make that my testimony. Because life is voice activated. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 18, 21 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it eat the fruit thereof. That means you got to eat what you say. 
you are what you eat and you eat what you say. You got to eat the fruit of your lips. Now, that's a good question. Pastor Drummond said, is the fruit good? Think about the things that have come out of our lips. Just like you all said, well, that could be messed up if you don't know that life is voice activated and you've been running off at the mouth. Let's look at what happened to Israel. Verse 28. This could be either the most wonderful promise in the world or the most scary thing you've ever read. Verse 28. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. Can't hear nobody pray. It's quiet. Don't nobody want to say nothing. Then he begins to say, verse 29, the carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in this wilderness. They said we should die in the wilderness. He's like, okay, done. All of you who are numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above, except for Caleb, the son of Jephthah, and Joshua, the son of Nun, you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I would make you dwell in. But your little ones, who you said would be victims, I will bring in, and they shall know the land which you have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, your tails, going to die in the wilderness. Now, understand, the, the Bible says that God forgave them. He pardoned them. But see, a lot of times we live life and we do certain things, and we get forgiveness, but we still have to deal with the consequences of our actions. Do you all hear what I'm saying to you? And so these people, the very next day, if you keep reading, they were like, okay, 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 God, okay, God, are we going to believe you now? So we're going to go out to war. We're going to fight them right now. And Moses is like, no, do not fight them because y'all going to die. No, no, we're going to go. We're going to go. And so they went that very next day. And guess what? Their wives became widows and their kids became orphans. As you have said to me, in my hearing so will I do unto you. There was only two people in the whole assembly who said, you know what? We can do this. God can give us this land. Joshua and Caleb. And they were the only two who made it to the promised land. Now, this is what I love. This is what I love. Talking about living a voice-activated life. Because realize this is 40 years later. And by the time they got to the promised land. And then they were dividing up all the lands and trying to figure out who was going to go to who. And everybody still knew that the sons of Anak, those giants, were still big and bad. And nobody really wanted to take them. But Caleb, who is now collecting Social Security, he said, give me the sons of Anak. I want all of that land. And the Bible says that he, I told you he's a senior citizen, right? Now, the young folk couldn't handle Anak. But he declared that thing when he was young. He was living a voice-activated life. And 
declare the promises of God so that even though he was older, even though he was collecting Social Security, he still collected the land that God promised. I tell you, it's good news living a voice-activated life if you have God's words in your mouth. Because it appears that everything they said was unleashed in their lives. Just as we read, we, we just read that, right? Everything they said was unleashed in their lives. Now, some of these verses are beginning to make sense. Verses like James chapter 3, verse 6 and the tongue is a fire, and a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body, and watch this, and sets on fire the course of nature. Did you all hear that? We live, life is voice activated. Now it makes sense when we read Job chapter 22, verse 28. Now it begins to make sense. Find it, Job 22, verse 28. It says, you will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your way. You know the one that really, really struck me? And I'm going to tell you why it struck me. Uh, these are the words of Jesus. Uh, Mark chapter 11 Verse 23, talk about life is voice activated. Whether you want to believe it or not, whether you're wicked or God's people, life is voice activated. And Jesus says, verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, what will happen? He will have whatever he said. Now, this verse gets us in trouble because a lot of times we look at mountains and instead of saying, be removed, we say, oh, my goodness, this thing going to kill me. The Bible says whatever you say to the mountain, and really believe, you're going to have what you say. So you go to your job, and these people are going to give me an ulcer or something. These people, and then you come up with an ulcer or something. Jesus said, whatever you say to your mountain and believe, that's what you're going to have. So when we get to our mountains, Instead of saying, oh, it's going to kill me. Oh, I'm so sick. Saying this headache right here. By Jesus Christ, I am healed of this headache right here. See, there's a difference between talking about sickness over you and talking about the healing that God has secured for you. I mean, realize that the spies, they saw giants. They had good reason to speak negatively as do all of us. However, they had heard a word from the Lord, 
has have all of us. And so in the midst of every situation, in the face of every mountain, we have to make some kind of decision. What are we going to say to our mountain? What are we going to speak? What are we going to activate in our life? And God is standing listening. In the Old Testament, he says, as you have said in my hearing, so will I do to you. And Jesus comes back and says, whatever you say and believe, you shall have. Life is voice activated. So we have to make sure that we are not conformed to this world, that when people get upset, we don't go off at the mouth. We have got to make sure that we are not conformed to this world, that when people cuss us out, we don't cuss them back. We've got to make sure that we are not conformed to this world. When our kids make us want to go off, we don't do it. We have got to make sure we are not conformed to this world, but rather transformed by the renewing of our mind. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so we have the option every single day, every single situation to decide whether we're going to speak death or life. God's word is life. When God came to this nothingness, he began to speak. This world is voice activated. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says that the worlds are framed by the word of God. So everything we see, voice activated. Let there be and it was. And then the Bible tells us that we were created in God's image. And so Adam's first act, Genesis chapter 2, verse 19, was to name the animals. And the Bible says that whatever he called them, that was his name. It wasn't a lion until Adam declared it was voice activated. Do you all hear me today? It was a... But when it walked past Adam and Adam declared, you are a peacock, you are a roach, you are an eagle, you are a gopher, that became its name. So at the very beginning of the world, life was voice activated. Guess what, all my last day saints? At the end of time, going to be voice activated. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the what? The word of their testimony. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Part of your victory, part of you overcoming has to do with what comes out of your mouth. Your deliverance is a little bit word activated. That's what the word says. Your overcoming, your victory is word activated. Even the second coming. And the Lord himself will descend with the And the voice of an archangel. It don't get started till that voice activated. 
trying to tell y'all today that life is voice activated. So you've got to, in, in, first, in first Samuel verse 319, it talks about Samuel and how none of his words fell to the ground. What if that is, maybe, what if that is like a special anointing that the people of God have? Remember now that the children of Israel were the people of God. And their words didn't fall to the ground. So we have got to be careful with what we put in our mouths. So I can't say everything the doctor told me. I can't tell you everything that was in that letter from the lawyer. I can't even be telling you what Kanye and, and, and Rihanna be saying. Because I need to have life in my mouth. I've got to have truth in my mouth. I've got to declare what God has declared. Because James says that the power in our mouth isn't really that good. It's not until we put God's life-giving power. It's not until we put God's word that resurrects and brings power into our mouths that then our mouths are able to do what they were called to do. Life is voice activated. Psalm 119 verse 50 tells us that God's word gives life. And so we have to make it our business to get the word in us. Do you all hear me? We've got to make it our business that we don't speak craziness over ourselves, over our children, over our family, over our church, over our pastor, over our denomination. Hello, somebody. We've got to speak life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are not in diagnosis. Death and life are not in medication. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can speak to that mountain. And whatever you say and believe, as the musicians begin to play, I know it's convenient and I got to stop. But when God decided to save the world, what did he do? He sent the word, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Life, salvation, all of that. Voice, word, activated. And there's many of us who are living defeated lives that we don't have to continue to live if we would stop repeating what our mama been telling us since we was 13, if we would stop believing what the kids on the playground told us, if we would stop believing what our ex-husbands and ex-wives told us, stop repeating it, if not with our mouths, with, in our minds, and begin to believe, declare and decree what God has said, Begin activating the things that God has said. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. 
We've got to get word in us. And we've got to speak that word. Did you all see what Moses did? God had said he was going to do one thing, and then Moses began to say the promises of God, and God relented and did something else. Did you all hear what I said? That's why we got to be in the word and in prayer and in agreement. When we come on Wednesday nights, we're coming, we're speaking the word of our problems. And speaking of Wednesday night, this Wednesday night, we're going to talk about what to do if people have spoken over you. Because sometimes people speak crazy stuff over you. And the Bible tells you what to do when it happens. So we're going to talk about that on Wednesday night. In addition to speaking the word over our problems and speaking the word over our city and speaking the word over this church and looking for God to do something miraculous. As I end, there's somebody in here. You may feel like a failure. You may feel like you messed up. You may feel like a sinner. But God sent the word, Jesus Christ, and he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And although all of those things could be said of us, God said that if any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. The old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. God has spoken some wonderful things over those who give their life to him. He said that you could be confident of this very thing. He who began a good work in you will perform it until Jesus comes. But some of you need to make a decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior to activate that word in your life. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to on today, you want to say, Lord, take my life and allow those promises, allow the joy, the peace that you promised for those who are in you to become a part of my life. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Wherever you are, I want you to raise your hand and raise it high. Praise the Lord. I see your hands. Praise the Lord. I see your hands. I see your hands in the back. Praise the Lord. I see your hands. I see your hands. At the close of service, I have something special for you all. I have something special I want to give you, okay? So make sure you see me. Um, I know the elders are going to get your names. They're going to put a paper in your hand right now so that they can get your name. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless you in this place. Father, we thank you. We thank you for those who are giving their lives to you. 
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would begin activating your word. You've already started. You said that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, you have begun a good work in all of them. And I pray that you will continue it until the day that Jesus comes again. Heavenly Father, you said that if we give our lives to you, if anyone be in Christ, we become new creatures. You said that you would be the God that keeps us from falling. Father, activate this word in every one of their lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, there are others who are under the sound of my voice who need to make a commitment. David said, put a guard over my mouth. Put a door over the gate of my lips so that I don't say nothing crazy. I added the crazy part. That needs to be some of our prayers. We need God to help us to speak life, to live life. Now, the only way it's going to come out is if we put it in. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if you hear cussing all day long, when somebody get on your nerve, you going to cuss them out. Did y'all hear what I said? But if you in the word all day long, when somebody does something to you, the only thing you have is God's word. And that's what's going to come out. So we are going to have to change our appetite. You all understand what I'm saying? And there are, there are some of you who are deciding, God, I want to change my appetite. I want to change what I put in because I need you to change what I put out. I want my mind to be renewed. Let this mind be in me that is also in Christ Jesus. Lord, be in my ears and my hearing, be in my eyes and my seeing, be in my thoughts and my thinking, be in my words and my speaking. If that's your prayer, I want you to stand with me. I want you to stand with me. You asking God to do something miraculous in your mouth. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, you see the people who are standing all over this building. Lord, first of all, we ask that you would forgive us for every idle, wrong, raunchy, mean, lying word that we have said. Father, I pray that you would forgive us and, and wash those words away. Father, we plead for mercy and grace. And Lord, I ask that you would help us. Give us an appetite for you and your word. When we open it to try to get it in us, Lord, send your Holy Spirit so that we can stick with it, oh God. Lord, when the enemy tries to put other people's words in our mouths, Lord, I ask that you would lift up a standard against them, oh God. I pray that you would uh, uh, use the weapons of our warfare to tear down every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. I pray that you would bring every thought into a captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, help us to live kingdom lives. Help us to speak kingdom words. Help us to be a blessing to the kingdom, whether we go to the left or the right. 
Help us to always remember we're on divine assignment. And we refuse to be conformed to this world. But we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Seal this commitment and unleash your word in our lives. And we promise we'll give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.